slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we talk all things Islanders hockey and a lot to talk about right now as the offseason sort of settles into its own rhythm. Lou Lamorello giving his State of the Islanders address uh, yesterday, and we're going to talk about some of the things that Lou Lamorello discussed with the media, what it means and where this team is heading uh, based on all of that important information. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Lou Lamorello, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. And all I could tell you is, Since Lou Lamorello arrived, the Islanders have been to the playoffs three years in a row. They have won at least one round in the playoffs three years in a row. And two years in a row, they have gone to the conference final, the NHL's Final Four. So lots of uh, credit to Lou Lamorello. And, uh, you know, he addressed the media yesterday, and we're going to sort of break down a lot of what he said and and what it means for the future of this team. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, maybe you have a question you'd like to ask, a comment you'd like to make on something we talked about, or uh, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, Lou Lamorello uh, addressing the media, and the first takeaway uh, was this. We talked about this yesterday with Gary Harding, and if you want to go back and, you know, check out that interview with Gary who talked about his memories of the Nassau Coliseum, among other things, uh, definitely check that out. It was a great, uh, great talking to Gary, but uh, this year, if the UBS Arena, probably not going to be ready until November, uh, what's going to happen for preseason games and for early season games. And what we now know, according to Lou Lamorello, that first of all, for the preseason, the Islanders will not play at the Coliseum. They will play all preseason games at Webster Bank Arena, home of their AHL affiliate, the Bridgeport Islanders. So if you want to see the Islanders in the preseason, 
in a, a, a very good, smaller building for hockey. You got to take the ferry or drive out to Bridgeport uh, for fans who are in Connecticut. Great opportunity to see the uh, Islanders in the preseason. And uh, that's where the preseason games will be played in September and maybe early October. For the rest of it, the Islanders will be playing their early season games on the road. And, you know, that could be a disadvantage for the Islanders. But here's what Lou Lamorello had to say about it. I expect us to be on the road at the beginning of the year. We have not seen our schedule. There are other teams, the Rangers, the Devils, the Flyers, the Bruins, that are in a proximity where it would not be as taxing on our players. If you're playing well on the road and you are winning, it is like you are not on the road. So, look for the early part of the 2021-2022 season to feature a lot of road games. And this is a challenge for this hockey team, but one that I think a Barry Trotz coached team is probably well-equipped to handle. They handled the bubble very well. Uh, they handled alternating home games between Brooklyn and Uniondale very well. And I think that they can realistically handle uh, early road games as well. And, and look, you, talk, you know, he mentioned Philadelphia, New Jersey, the Rangers, Boston, add Washington to that mix. Uh, there are a number of teams that, you know, don't involve long road trips. Look, you're going to New Jersey or you're going to Madison Square Garden, you're just taking a bus, you're sleeping in your own bed at the end of the night. If you're going to Philadelphia, you know, either a bus ride, train ride, flight, whatever it is, it's, you know, it's a 90-minute uh, bus ride if you want to take it that way, even less if you fly. The point is... These are not long road trips, and while the Islanders may have one long road trip in October before the arena is ready to go, I think that based on geography, they can handle the early season road trips. The problem uh, is that you don't want to get off to a very slow start on the season by losing a lot of early season road games, and that's going to be sort of the key to keeping the team together until the emotional uh, opening of the new arena in November. Now, the other aspect of it is this. If you survive the early part of the season with all road games, the advantage is, you know, let, let's say there's 12 games played in October and the Islanders get 14, 15 points in those 12 games. Down the stretch, you then have a lot of extra home games to be played at the UBS arena. And what that means is that late in the season, the Islanders will have less travel. They will be less tired once the playoffs actually get underway. And bottom line, you have the real possibility of a very strong finish because you have all those home games. So, road games early in the season, preseason games in Bridgeport, that's the way the Islanders are going to kick things off this coming season. We do not know the schedule yet, but obviously as soon as it's released, we will break it down for you. 
and uh, you know, lots to discuss once that happens. As far as his approach to free agents, uh, both you know, and and trades, and the expansion draft, we'll talk about what Lou Lamorello had to say about that. Still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is now in full swing. In fact, we're getting close to the halfway mark of the season. And you can track all the action at Bet Online. You've also got Wimbledon going on, the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup finals, uh, the Euro tournament in, in uh, soccer is going on right now, and NFL training camps are just around the corner. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. So before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and con- contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So Lamarillo also talked about free agency, and, and there's a lot of players who Islander fans are concerned about. And I think the biggest one has got to be Casey Sezikis. Sezikis is really the one of the emotional core players on this Islanders team. He is sort of like the the 2021 version of Bob Nystrom. Not as good a goal scorer as Bobby Nye was, although, again, goals were a little easier to come by in the uh, late 70s and 80s than they are now. But... You know, the toughness, the grit, the leadership, the determination, the willingness to do whatever it takes to win hockey games in that way, Casey Sezikis kind of reminds me of Bob Nystrom. And here's what Lou Lamorello had to say. We will do everything we can to have Sezikis back. He expressed his desire to come back, but when you get to free agency, he can make the best decision for him. Look, Obviously, it's a difficult situation when it comes to free agency because there's not a lot of cap space, but you also don't want to overpay. Look, Casey Sezikis is a heart and soul player, but he's also a fourth line player. And yeah, maybe on uh, some other teams that aren't as deep and aren't as good, he could play on the third line, but he's a bottom six forward, one of the better bottom six forwards out there, but you don't want to overpay Casey Sezikis. And to me, if you can find enough cap space, definitely bring him back. It, it, you know, his value is greater than just the number of goals he scores. Or, you know, he wins key faceoffs, plays great defense, kills penalties. We all know that. So I think Lou will make every effort to bring back Zeke. The question becomes... Is another team waiting out there who could bowl Sezikis away with uh, a much more lucrative offer than the Islanders can possibly give him with their salary cap constraints? Now, Lamarillo also addressed Kyle Palmieri, who is also scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent. And basically, he said 
Uh, Palmieri would be someone that we would certainly have a strong intention to bring back if possible. And the other thing is uh, that Palmieri, you know, Lamarillo indicated that Palmieri has indicated that he has an interest in returning to the Islanders, something we talked about a couple of days back. So I wouldn't rule out Kyle Palmieri being an Islander next season again it is going to become a salary cap issue more than anything else. And then, obviously, the question is, you know, does Kyle Palmieri get a much nicer, bigger uh, offer from a different team? So we will see uh, what happens. Again, with both Palmieri and Sezikis, it may take a little bit of uh, a hometown discount to make that happen. And, you know, I think if you see players like Sezikis and Palmieri give the Islanders a little bit of a hometown discount, what a great sign that would be. We saw Matt Martin do it a year ago. And it just shows you how the leadership of a Lula Morello and a Barry Trotz you have a winning team with a good coach and a good system and a Hall of Fame general manager. You and a new arena certainly isn't going to hurt. You are going to attract players who are going to be willing to do, you know, to maybe give up a little money up front. They'll earn some of that money back if you go on another long playoff run. And, and you know, they're happy living in the New York area on Long Island, happy playing for a team that is, you know, a perennial winner. It is just a far cry from where this team was five years ago. Meanwhile, you know, you still have Anthony Bevilier, Michael Dalcole, Adam Pellick, and Ilya Sorokin as RFAs. And according to Lou Lamorello, they want to bring back all of those players if possible. So what he basically indicated is that he does not anticipate another Devon Taves kind of a trade. And, you know, Lou Lamorello said, there's no intention of the Islanders' uh, restricted free agents not being re-signed. So that's good news. And here's the thing that has, you know, the wheels turning in the back of my head. It would not surprise me at all if the Islanders and Lou Lamorello are working on some kind of a deal with the Seattle Kraken to take a player, maybe it's an Andrew Ladd, maybe it's a Thomas Hickey, uh, maybe uh, Uncle Leo, but a, a player with a, a little more salary cap uh, hit, and maybe a trade has to be made where you give up a draft pick, or you give up a, a, a player, maybe a Kiefer Bellows or somebody uh, else in the minor league system, and try to make sure that, you know, you get some salary cap relief in the expansion draft. I don't have any specific inside information about this yet. I'm still trying to talk to some people and trying to find out what I can. But I just have a hunch, based on what Lou Lamorello is saying, that there will be either a trade or some kind of an arrangement with, whether it's with another team or with the Kraken, to try to free up a little salary cap room and allow the Islanders to, to re-sign players. Uh, 
we did mention the other day that John Gabriel Pajot had surgery on his hand on Monday. Uh, he will be ready for training camp, as will Anders Lee. And uh, Andrew Ladd is healthy right now, meaning that he cannot go back on long-term injured reserve. So the good news is Andrew Ladd is healthy. And the bad news is Andrew Ladd is healthy and the Islanders still owe him a heck of a lot of money. So whether they banish him to the AHL again, that's a possibility. Again, a trade is always something that's possible. Lamorello, kind of cryptic. What Ladd's future is, I cannot answer, but he is under contract. And uh, we'll see, again, what happens with that. Johnny Boychuk, who sat out last season but was sort of an unofficial assistant coach, probably going to be offered uh, a similar role this year coming up. Uh, here's what Lamarillo said. What Boychuk brought to the team, uh, to the game, and what he brought to his teammates was something special. I have not sat down with him yet before he leaves for Canada, but we will ask him if he wants to continue working with us in the role he was in. He still has a player mentality, and he is very valuable. So, again, uh, just uh, some information and some news about uh, Lou Lamorello and what he had to say in his season-ending press conference. And uh, the offseason is going to start, you know, getting underway in earnest in the next few weeks. And we'll have the expansion draft, free agency, and, and, and the NHL entry draft all coming up. And we'll have all of that covered for you, top to bottom, right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got more to discuss today, including our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at rockauto.com. When the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So, why endure the seemingly intimidating questioning from the counterperson while they look for parts on their computer, only choosing the brands they happen to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Now, rockauto.com has the same price for do-it-yourselfers and professionals. They're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Unfortunately, we couldn't do one yesterday because of the length of the interview with Gary Harding, but uh, till a day late, we're going to wish a very happy 61st birthday to former Islanders defenseman Doug Crossman. Crossman, 6'2", 190, originally picked by the Chicago Blackhawks in the sixth round of the 1979 NHL entry draft, made his debut late in the 1980-81 season with the Blackhawks, then went on to play for the Flyers and Kings before joining the Islanders in the 1989-90 season, spent one and a half seasons with the Isles, then played for the Hartford Whalers, Detroit Red Wings, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the 
St. Louis Blues and ended his career with a few seasons in the minors after the 1995-96 season. Crossman, you know, he could put up points. He was a good passer, averaged, you know, 35 to 50 points a year uh, in his prime, could play on the power play effectively, played in 914 NHL games in his career, 105 goals, 464 points, and uh, was on the Philadelphia Flyers teams that that went to the Stanley Cup final uh, a couple of times in the 80s, but did not actually win the Cup. Now, we're going to go back and look at one of uh, Doug Crossman's better games with the Islanders. We take you back to January 2nd, 1990 at the old barn, the Nassau Coliseum uh, for the L.A. Kings, the visiting team. Uh, Mario Goslin got the start in goal. The Islanders had Mark Fitzpatrick. And uh, in this game, it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Doug Crossman, his sixth of the year from Mick Vakoda and Don Maloney at 4.01, and it was 1-0 Islanders. That lead, unfortunately, lasted all of 19 seconds. Bob Kadelski evened it up. His 12th, Miko Makala and Wayne Gretzky with the assist, and the game was tied at 1. But less than three minutes later, Doug Crossman strikes again his 7th, Don Maloney and Mick Vakoda again with the assist. 2-1 Islanders, and Pat LaFontaine extended the lead at 13.04 of the opening stanza. His 34th goal, Pat Flatley and Brad Lauer with the helpers. 3-1 Islanders after one. In the second, Brent Sutter extends the Islanders' advantage. His 15th, Randy Wood with the assist at 4.07. And exactly four minutes later, the Kings get to within two goals on an unassisted tally by Brian Benning. In the third period... The Kings go on a power play with Alan Kerr off for roughing, and ex-Islander John Tanelli makes it a one-goal game. His 18th, Wayne Gretzky and Luke Robitaille with the assist at 35-second mark of the third period. It's a one-goal game until the last second when Pat LaFontaine pots an empty netter. His 35th, Brad Lauer with the assist. Islanders win it by a score of 5-3, to three. and for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Doug Crossman, two goals, a plus three, and he had three shots on goal. Pat LaFontaine also with two goals. Brad Lauer, Don Maloney, uh, and Mick Vakoda, each with two assists for the Islanders. For Mark Fitzpatrick, 33 saves to earn the win. So uh, once again, we wish a very happy 61st birthday to Doug Crossman. Sorry we're a day late, Doug, but uh, we wish you a great birthday and many, many happy more. Just a, a little thought before we head out today. Starting next week, we will uh, start our season review, and we will go over every player on the Islanders roster, discuss their contributions to the team during the past season, during the team's playoff run, and then sort of their outlook for the coming season. So we will begin with that. Uh, starting on uh, Monday of next week. As far as, you know, the major awards, we talked about Lula Morello winning the GM of the year, but no other Islander uh, won a major award. And you know what? I'm not surprised. That is not the way this team is built. This team is not built on superstars. 
you know, maybe an Islander like a, a Casey Sezikis could possibly get some Selkie Trophy uh, consideration as one of the league's better defensive forwards. Maybe J.G. Pajot could. Certainly, Barry Trotz could always be a Jack Adams uh, contender for Coach of the Year. Or that that usually goes to a team that surprised a lot of people by playing well after a bad season, so maybe not. But this is a team built around the team concept. Uh, these are players that very often, the way this system works, they sacrifice individual statistics in order to get victories. And instead of losing six to four or six to five, they'd rather win three to two or two to one, even if it means at the end of the season, a Matthew Barzal has 25 or 30 goals rather than 40. And you know what? I'll say it this way. Uh, as someone who follows this team, who has been watching this team since the beginning, as far as I'm concerned, I will take long playoff runs and possibly Stanley Cup championships over winning the Art Ross Trophy uh, any day of the week. So, uh, you know, don't need to be the top scorer in the league. Don't need to have the MVP of the league. Just give me a, a team that contends consistently and wins and, and I think I'm happy with that, and, and I think most Islander fans would agree with that viewpoint. But hey, if you don't, feel free. Uh, send us an email or a tweet and let us know what you think. So much going on. This is going to be a very, very eventful offseason for the New York Islanders. And again, we will have it all for you here on the Locked On Islanders podcast from the expansion draft to the entry draft to free agency training camp and everything in between get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast host peter bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts that does it for this episode of the locked on islanders podcast we'll be back tomorrow with more great islanders news coverage and information have a great day everybody stay safe and of course let's go islanders <laughs>